Welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into your chart. Just for the audience to get to know you better, why don't you give us a line about what you do in the world and one line about what you hope to get from the reading. First, I want to say thank you for inviting me. This is my first time doing any kind of astrological, universal kind of reading. So I am so happy and grateful to be here. For um, anyone who's watching, I'm Christine. I'm from Austin. I'm originally from San Diego. And I am a, a homemaker. I'm a mother first. And I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm an investor. And I am um, in this exchange of energy with Ilona because I want to learn more about how my finances and my, my investments are going to, you know, uh, how are they going to turn out in the next year or so? So, so your relationship more, with I'm, money. I'm doing a lot more um, in, intensive and deeper investments, not just in the stock market, but also in real estate. So Beautiful. So yeah. what I'm hearing is that, so in this methodology, we talk and we dig more into your soul's purpose. So like not the three dimensional, but yeah. like your soul. And so what I'm hearing is that you're really hoping to gain more insights into your soul's relationship to money and how yeah. that unfolds in this lifetime. Yes, because it's really an investment, not just monetarily, but it's an investment to this idea that I dare to dream and I dare to walk and talk and make moves like I am wealthy. That, okay. That, that really is the transforming property that, you know, I hope to learn more about here. Okay. So it's really about the investment into the mentality of having a wealthy mind. I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I think I, you know, knowing your placements, I think that there's a key place that might support you. So why don't we dig in? Yes. So in the life path astrology, there is a methodology of four main placements that kind of tell you what you're here to do. Now we don't have the rising because of where you were born. There was no time that was given to you. So we're not going to worry too much about that. What we're going to focus on is some of like your sun, your moon, some outer planets. And I also want to talk about your North Node and your Chiron, because that I think will give you the insights that you're looking for. And when we start, we start with the sun, because that's how we see ourselves. And you have your sun in Libra. Um, as a fellow Libra, I love this because it's how you see yourself. So one thing about Libra that I always find interesting, it's the only sign that doesn't have an animal or a human representing it. It is the scales. And so it, um, you know, when I think about Libra, it's someone who sees themselves as looking for balance. I don't always think that a Libra is balanced, but she's working in this lifetime to create balance. She's, she's able to look at both sides. She's able to really put things on a scale and say, okay, I'm going to evaluate. I'm going to look at the pros. I'm going to look at the cons. I'm going to see this side. I'm going to listen to this side and see how I can create compromise, create harmony. Libra is ruled by Venus, the planet of love and arts and culture and beauty and money, by the way. And so she loves to um, feel comfortable. She loves to create comfort and harmony and beauty and diplomacy in her life. Like I always think of her as a diplomat because she wants everyone to get along. So she's oh also a friendly sign. Yes. So that's, that's how I would say, uh, you know, having a Libra son, that's probably how you see yourself. That's 100%. Now, the interesting thing is, this is also in this methodology, your magic sauce. It's what you sprinkle on everything that you do that is your kind of signature on 
your soul's work in this lifetime. So I also happen to know a little bit about your past life, um, which was working also with feng shui. And I can't help but think that, you know, you sprinkled this idea of harmonizing energy, harmonizing home, harmonizing people's lives, um, whether it's with what you want to do with investments or whether it's with the feng shui, you know, whatever you do, whatever it's like, think about like the tool that you use is just a tool, but ultimately what your soul is doing, it is bringing you, your magic is bringing harmony, bringing balance, bringing beauty into that, into the spaces you inhabit. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Now, while we don't know the rising, we do know the moon. And interestingly enough, the, you have the moon in Aquarius. This is a juicy placement. So in most people know the moon to be how we express our emotions. So the first thing that comes up in my mind is a moon, Aquarius, mind. It, it's an air sign. So when you are in your emotions, when things are off, when things are stuck, when things are stagnant, you're probably in your mind. But I also, interestingly enough, Aquarius, if she had a character in a TV high school drama, she'd be the punk rock girl with like the shaved head or the pink hair and the, in the nose ring. And she's stirring up revolutions. And not just because she wants to cause fights or she wants to start a fight, but because she she sees the bigger picture. She has big values. She has a cause that she's fighting for. And so in your emotions, there's a sense of like, you're in your mind and you are advocating for causes you're like no this isn't right like a sense of like heck no we won't go <laughs> it's kind of like what comes up for me as i'm seeing this combination this placement what comes up for you when i say that from an emotional landscape position um <laughs> a couple of things well i definitely am um I wouldn't call myself like a revolting personality, but I definitely like, I, I definitely don't like to go with the masses. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm totally comfortable and okay being completely different. And again, yes. I'm not at all worried or ever set back by making decisions that are completely opposite of what a normal person in my position would do. So I understand what you mean when you say, you have this cause that you believe in and whatever it takes, however long you're willing to stand up for it and live that thing and mm. walk it, not just talk it because you're okay being against the tide. Like that's, you know, especially being deciding to be a stay at home mom, deciding to be a homeschooler, deciding to dare to invest as a minority woman. Oh, it's like so crazy. Save your money, you know? Right. Um, so I'm definitely not revolting, but I'm, I'm okay being different. I'm okay being, you know, being, um, maybe people think that it's like, uh, uh, conflicting, but it's not, I'm okay being out. who's, willing to get punky rather than being punk. You know what I mean? Right, I love that. Yes. And so personality-wise, that definitely resonates. But another thing that resonates is business-wise. I was just yesterday studying about the different, the 12 different persona archetypes um, of a brand. And I definitely, you know, we all have personality archetypes, but business-wise, there are persona archetypes that I learned about yesterday. And I resonated with the hero archetype. Mm -hmm. which is like Nike, for example, it's like, just do it like motivational, you know, like cheering you on, 
Um, if I can do it, you can do it too. Forget what everybody else says. You are, you know, of course you're different. That's why you're extraordinary. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like, so in, in, in creating my brand and creating my own, um, my own business values and my own business pillars, this idea of advocacy and, you know, rooting for a, rooting for a cause and stirring up a revolution inside you and daring to be different and daring to dream because I do resonate with a hero brand. And I, girl, this is awesome because that's also the purpose of the moon. The moon is not just your emotion, but it is what is going to move your soul's mission forward. So if you, so what, what that means is that unless you are connected to a cause, unless you're advocating for a bigger vision, your soul's purpose will not move. So in the moments that you feel stagnant, like things aren't going right, like things aren't feeling aligned, that's when you get to be like, oh, I get to nourish the moon in Aquarius. I get to commit to the cause. I get to remind myself, what am I fighting for? I get to remind myself, what is the inspiration and the vision here? So that is perfectly said, perfectly aligned. Even when you said earlier that it's, you know, as a Libra representing, uh, being represented by scales, not a person or a thing or an animal, that makes sense because I feel sometimes like I'm all of that. I can't just be one. It's like a balance of both, you know, different personas. But I was just talking to my husband about why I want so bad badly and why I feel so called to kind of summon the homemakers out there to remind them just because you're a homemaker it doesn't mean your ambition is dead it doesn't mean that you it doesn't mean that you have to stop being driven or stop wanting to grow and and my literally my tagline I was telling my husband that uh, when I was thinking about the tagline that I wanted to create is that empowering homemakers to be entrepreneurs colon you can do both like yeah it's so funny that you mentioned like a scale because balancing, it's like you can do both, you know? Exactly. This exactly. could not have come in like a more perfect time. So thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that it's already providing. We're only two planets in. This is beautiful. I know. Keep going. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the next planet that we have is Mercury. So Mercury in the third dimension is our intellect, but in the fifth dimension, it's our higher consciousness. It's what connects us to everything. It's what really allows us to not feel separate because when we feel separate, we're not able to really be connected to what we're creating, right? Like I think about the Course in Miracles. Love did not create this, only love is real. Opposite of real is love is fear and fear is what causes separation from us and the collective. And so when we look at Mercury, it's really about understanding where it's placed, what sign is there and what we need to, how we, how we master our mind. And you've got Mercury in Scorpio. Scorpio is a really powerful placement to have your mind because Scorpio, if she had a TV high school archetype, she would be um, this, the goth girl who's intimidating. Everyone wants to know her, but she's really intimidating. And the reason she's story, true story. That's still my life, not high school. Come on, girl. You're funny. So Scorpio is, so here's, she's the shaman. She is. um, So if, if Scorpio had a, tarot card it would be the death card or the tower card because it represents the end of chapters the beginning of new ones systems falling so new ones can rise she also represents shadow work 
blind spots, digging to the deep, deep roots of something rather than staying on the superface, right? Like on the, on the top, like not being superficial about what she's reading into, right? And when we think about mind, Mercury represents the mind. So in your brain, but then also the higher consciousness, when I think about someone with Mercury and Scorpio, it's like, whoa, you must love going down rabbit holes. Like you probably start researching something and like five hours later, you've gotten to a web of information that you never expected to go down. And you're like, oh my God, look at all this information I collected. But it's not just information you collect, you go really deep into a subject. For example, Gemini is also an intellectual in the Zodiac, but she kind of sometimes tends to, in the way I see her, be more like headline news and being out in the daylight asking people for information and collecting it. But Scorpio is like mm -mm, more CIA or like personal investigator, like behind the scenes, like no one knows she's digging up bones in the backyard, but that's the level of investigation that a Scorpio is going to be involved in. So your mind goes down these rabbit holes. And what comes up for me is, you know, you get like, that's a beautiful thing because you're going to have research. You're going to have deep information that m other people might not, but you also get to put some structure and not get lost in the rabbit holes. Yes. <laughs> yep. I love, I love learning, you know? Yeah. Scorpio it's like this insatiable, it's like this insatiable pot that never feels full enough mm -hmm. of, of discovery and curiosity and learning and, and that, that 100% makes sense. I, what, what comes up for me when you say like shadow work, like that's exactly why I listen and resonate with Dan Danielle Laporte because she does a lot of that. She does a lot of that, you know, your, your present self healing your shadow self, you know? So yeah. I, I feel that. And I, I love this, this higher consciousness um, element too, because, and, and tell me if this makes sense, but, do do people who have their mercury and scorpio with regards to the to the fifth element dimension. dimension fifth dimension do they ever feel like detached from like the common people not in an in, not in a superior kind of way but kind of like because like their consciousness is like it's so deep it's so up above that like sometimes it's hard to have conversations with like I don't want to say an average person, but a person. Yes, no, yes. Scorpio does not want to know what the weather is like or <laughs> what's on the headline news or keeping up with the Kardashians. She's like, no, I want to know about like what's behind the scenes. I want to know about ancient wisdom, modern wisdom, like fifth dimensional information. I want yeah. to to the like, yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's so all funny because when, you know, at night when my husband and I, the very, a uh, 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 rare time that we do watch TV together. We watch Gaia, you know, like yes! the exactly. like that's what we want. We're like it's like either ancient aliens or Gaia. Like that's that's what we're into. You know what I mean? It's like that's what you're talking about. Like the, these secrets, these like this these hidden universal like yes. higher shamanic kind of like knowing. Yeah, that's yes. totally, that's totally us. Yeah, and I think that's why also I'm so um, moved by our medicinal herbalism you know, because, because there's like this 
this inherent wisdom that you can only get. Like when I talk about why I love herbs and people are like, oh, I just like lemon or frankincense. I'm like, no, they have intelligence in them from the ancestors. They're like, girl, what are you talking about? You know, I'm like, I'm like there. I'm like farther along. And they're like, come back down. Come back. Actually, it's funny that you say that because you actually have Venus in Virgo and Virgo is the healer. She is the healer and the server, but she's an earth sign. And so whenever I see someone with a Virgo placement, I always think, are you working with plant medicines? Are you working with medicinal herbs or mushrooms or essential oils, which is another form of plant medicine and things like that? Because Virgo is a healer and she wants to use the earth. She's bringing the earth knowledge to our experience, our physical experience for the healing, for service and 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 venus is where we love to spend our money and you know really spend time in so the fact that you just said like i love talking about this such an oil from the herbs that's your venus baby your yeah. venus goes this is where we get to really enjoy how we spend our money and time on this physical realm and yeah. so she she supports and it's interesting how it really all goes with the work that you've done in your master's program to really like bring in the wellness and the health. And so that's why you invest in wellness. It's because you have your, your sign of invest, like where you invest your money and time and, and joy, joyful free time in the sign of Virgo. Is, is Venus also, I mean, obviously she's the goddess of love, but like, it, it, is she associated too with femininity or is that more of like a moon thing? No, she, there are like every, there are certain planets and signs and placements have a feminine and masculine. So Venus is certainly, um, uh, can be a representative of feminine energy. And the moon is also representative of feminine energy. It's not um, one or the other. They're both. Because I just invested a bunch of money in, 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 in a bundle of funds that are owned, in a bundle of funds um, that are stocks owned by uh, companies led by women beautiful yes yeah yeah that's 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 a beautiful well, i'm wondering about the money and the femininity like go together like that you know i have i have a strong feeling that's also you're very inspired by women causes i i hope to one day be able to work um and get you your rising time because i wouldn't be surprised for example if maybe you had a cancer rising because that is like the mother figure of the zodiac but um we'll stick with what that's we have for that <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you did um but yeah that's where you like to spend your money now what i do want to talk to you about things that you typically might not hear in um, people talk about when they talk about astrology um are your north nodes and your chiron so north node is the challenge you came into this lifetime with your soul contracted with you know Christine gets to do this before her soul mission on this physical realm is over and it's in Leo. So the cool thing about North Node is you also have a South Node. The North Node is your challenge. A South Node is what I call your jam. You can do it super easy. That's no sweat. And what I loved is before you said, it's always been easy for me to stand out. Like I've never like fit in and I'm okay with not fitting in for the cause. Well, guess what? Your South Node is an Aquarius. Mm. In that rebellious, standing out, not fitting in, fighting for a cause, the collective having vision, that's super easy for you. And what you've been 
what you've come into and what I feel based on my experiences with you is you're really stepping into the North node and the challenge of the North node is Leo. You are, your North node is Leo. And it's about, um, it's about being the performer. Leo is a performer. Leo is a king of the pack, not just the visionary because an Aquarius can sometimes she sees the vision. She loves sticking out, but she doesn't necessarily want to be the voice of the cause in my experience. Right? Like she, she wants to tell people about it, but she's not necessarily always, she's, she's in over intellectualizing the experience where Leo is like leads with the heart, but she also likes to be visible. She likes to be you know, the performer, she loves to be on stage, give her the mic and she will use it. So this is my challenge. Yes. This oh. is what you get. This is what you get to lean into more. It's not about being um, behind the scenes. It's about being in front of the, the pack. Um, I also think about Leo is the sign of luxury. It's the sign of like earthly, like material pleasures too. Like it's, um, you know, um, I just spoiling yourself, right? Like Aquarius sometimes like, because she's a punk rock girl, she's gonna be like, I don't care about money. I'm doing this for the cause. But Leo's like, um, I like to drip in diamonds. <laughs> like, and if I can afford it, I'm going to do it. Right. And so it's like allowing yourself to spoil yourself. Um, it's a, it's a lot, it's about, you know, allowing yourself to be part of an elite. It's a lot of, it's being visible. Leo is the lion. She is a, she loves to adore her soul tribe because she, she wants to be adored and she wants to adore. There's this love. There's so much heart, um, which means a lot more intimacy and connection. You know, um, Aquarius can be very in her head. She can over intellectualize things. And sometimes that keeps her from fully connecting. Like she can see the vision, but her mind sometimes can keep her from connecting fully where Leo is like, I want to love you. Come and love me. I want to be spoiled. Like really enjoying that aspect of life. What comes up for you when I say that? Uh, that is so moving because I have, because I was abused as a child, I have a lot of visibility issues where it's more like, I don't, like I feel obviously in, in, in my mannerisms and my energy and the way I talk, I feel very energized and passionate about certain causes, but because of my defense mechanism, um, it's hard for me to be visible. So I think I've talked to you about this before. When I do my marketing, I like one-on-one. -on -one. I don't really like online media marketing, like let me put it out there, sponsor my ads. I'm more like, let me do it behind the scenes, you know? So like that makes that makes total sense. And and trying to be okay with trying to be okay with being visible, you know, mm -hmm. because if I'm invisible, I don't I, I'm I'm safer. I don't get harmed. I don't um, get sexualized. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and so that's why the, the invisibility is a form of protection for me, right? Mm. But not to say that my connection behind the curtain gets compromised because then I just like 10X on that. So right. that makes total sense. And literally just two days ago, I reorganized my closet, Ilona, because I wanted to separate my closet from the clothes that make me feel rich to the clothes that make me feel spiritual. And I, what I mean by that is because I'm, I'm a yoga teacher also. I mean, not actively. Yeah, yeah. I just finished a yoga teacher um, certification. And my, my specialty with that is spiritual yoga, not like moves, but like obviously hello Aquarius that the depth of the spiritual um, philosophy of yoga mm. so I have a lot of yoga clothes like, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. but I also have a lot of like sophisticated 
rich woman clothes because I was a paralegal for so long. I, you know, my tailored suits and everything. So I separated my yoga outfits to my rich, to clothes that make me feel rich so I can wear more of that because I'm really stepping into this mentality of being wealthy and, and really claiming it. And I, you know, which is why I just let you know, even, we've known, even though we've known each other for three years, this is why I've just let you know that like, hey, we make pretty good money investing. Like, I don't really talk about that because I, you know, you're just like, oh, well, woman being wealthy, like that's kind of like scary for people. So yeah, stepping into being more visible, leaning into, leaning into, um, and stepping into the clothes that make me feel wealthy and make me feel abundant more often rather than this is amazing let me just read you know the bhagavad vita and i'm okay yeah. like in my yoga clothes so, yeah. totally totally it doesn't have to be about sacrifice and giving up the this world the riches were given us for to us and to enjoy as well the only thing is learning how to get everyone to a position right like aquarius is going to be like i want everyone to feel this way you actually have this gift of aquarius being like i want everyone to feel what I'm going to be feeling. Like I believe in everyone having this, this abundance because you're stepping into this work as a wealth, wealth teacher. And it's almost like the gift is Aquarius. You already know how to get people to fight for a cause, but now, okay, you got people to fight for the cause about making money and being wealthy. But are you enjoying it? Are you showing people that you know how to enjoy it? Like you get to understand how to luxuriate in the riches that you create as well. Mm -hmm. Um, which is also interesting because your Chiron has a, has a very similar theme in my opinion. Your Chiron is in Taurus and Taurus is the moneymaker. It's like the sign of material wealth and pleasures as well. Um, and so when I'm we heavily invested in gold, by the way, now that you mentioned <laughs> it. <laughs> this is so funny. So, so, so Taurus, um, has two, two major archetypes. It's like, it's creating money. It loves to be comfort you know, in comfort and luxurious. Like when I think about Taurus, I think of the foodies of the world. They love to get the best food, the best wine, the best cheese, the best chocolate. They're not going to buy like the Hershey bar. They're going to be like, give me the bougiest version of this. Um, yes. yes. Um, but they're also like, the one thing is that they're, they're slow. They're like, they're, they're slow to move into this. Like think about a bull. Taurus is represented by the bull. You can't push a bull to move. The move, the the bull is going to move when it wants to, and and Tauruses are slow to commit. Now Chiron is the wounded healer. It's what we do for others that we don't do so easily for ourselves, and it's just a wound. As a coach, I've been telling some of my clients that it's you know the North Node is what you get to work on, and Chiron's what you get to witness so that it can heal. And so when I see a, a, a Nor, I mean a Chiron in Taurus. It's about, okay, you probably show other people how to make money, but up until now, and it sounds like you're really working on this, um, you, it, it was difficult for you to feel comfortable with making money or feeling attached to material things or committing to, you know, the, the comforts and, and the luxury of life. Or even just, or just even telling my close friends, like, you know, I invest. Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like the secret life. I don't know what that was about. I just, it's kind of like the secret life that I just never talked about, you know, because right. I, I guess I just thought people would be like, like, what do you know about money? Or like, girl, it's like, it's like taboo to talk about money or talk right. about like how well off you are, you know what right. I mean? Right. Like the Chiron and Taurus is like, I, I am not worth this. Like I think about worth 
value, right? Because money is value. Material wealth means value. It's like you felt like you don't feel like it's your, it's for you to, you're not worthy enough to talk about this or express this or lean into this, but you're probably really good at showing other people, oh, you should invest in this stock or you should start this business or you should do this to expand and make more money. Yeah. It's like imposter syndrome for real. It's kind of like someone that looks like me or someone who has my lifestyle because I don't have that typical nine to five kind of you know, New York Stock Exchange kind of look. And I am a homeschooler, I am a homemaker, and it doesn't seem like I I could do something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you just- I'm like, I'm, It's like unbelievable that someone like me could do something, especially where I come from. You know, I come from very, very humble beginnings, so. Right, I mean, and so it goes, but think about that, that wound in Chiron, like, I don't deserve to do this. I don't deserve it because like, look where I come from, but you probably help others do it. And that's Chiron. Chiron's like, ooh, I'm gonna help everyone else because I don't feel like I deserve this. Or it's my wound, like I'm not enough. Like the the the, the behind the story behind Chiron, he was a god whose blood was poisoned, and he couldn't save himself, but his blood saved others. His poison blood saved others. So it's what we can heal for other people that we haven't. We can't necessarily heal for ourselves, but in doing the work, you know, we begin to witness and heal the wound. Girl, look, that's a life of a mother, right there. <laughs> So that's Kyron. So we are coming up uh, close to time. So I do want to just talk really quickly. Let's see. You said something before and I wanted to talk about Mars because you said philosophy was something that really lit you up. And it's interesting because you have Mars in Sagittarius. Now, Mars is a planet of war. But when we look about war, at war, you wouldn't go to war if you weren't devoted to something. And so Mars is also the planet of devotion. So what gets you lit up? What gets you fired up to do what you're supposed to do? You have, well, Mars is in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is also a fire sign. So Mars is the ruler, ruling planet of Aries, a fire sign. You have in Sagittarius, a fire sign. Sagittarius has two main themes, language, cultures, travel, or philosophy, higher education, higher knowledge. And so what gets Christine fired up? Give me those certificates. Give me that information. Give me that degree. Give me that higher, higher consciousness and education. And it's like expanding people's consciousness, expanding people's awareness, expanding your own. I also think about like when I think about someone with a Sagittarius, like a strong Sagittarius placement is, you know, Gemini, for example, I mentioned her before, you don't have any planets there. She likes to collect information. She's an intellectual, but she collects the information. By the time you get to Sagittarius, she's collected this information. She's created her own theories and she's putting it out there. So it's about taking all those certificates, all that information and making your own hypothesis, making your own theories, having your own philosophy about everything that you've learned, you've interpreted, and now you have your own teachings and getting excited about that. That's what excites you. Like, look, I have all this information and I figured this out and I'm going to share that with the world. Mm -hmm. I, just, um, I literally just made my, my, my 10 steps to create a business as a homemaker, like outline just this morning. Like, uh, I love I it. Simplify this for mothers who like are breastfeeding or making six meals a day. Like, how can we like distill it? Cause it, you know how it is. It gets crazy. Like going down that rabbit hole of creating a business and being an entrepreneur. And I really want to distill it to like basics so that an, a homemaker can feel like it's possible for them. 
you know, because once it gets too fancy, moms are like, I, I don't have time for that. I have a play date at two o'clock, <laughs> you know? And so that's just kind of like where I'm coming from. It's like, you can do it. So from all of the certificates and the business programs and entrepreneur classes and all the experience having a, an, an online small coaching business, I, I really want to like let, you know, and not just homemakers, like empty nesters, too, mm, you know, yeah. or like they were homemakers and then now their kids are in school. Like they send their kids off to kindergarten, first grade. Now they have all this time. They don't know what to do with themselves. I really want to like empower women. Like you can be both. Yeah. You, you don't have to just be an entrepreneur. You can be a stay-at-home mom. Hello, Libra. Exactly. You can be a stay-at-home mom, specifically a stay-at-home mom, and um, have your own online business gig too. You know, you can do both. I love it. And so in fact, that, that's a perfect way to end it. I want to end with Saturn. Saturn is a disciplinarian. He's like the father figure of the Zodiac. He represents your leadership style and how you get rewarded. So you have Saturn in Libra. And so let me just verify that Saturn. Yep. So you have Saturn in Libra. And so Saturn in Libra, first of all, leadership style, you are a leader who brings beauty and harmony into the work that you do, into your team, into the experience of the people who you work with. Now Saturn's like the father and Libra's kind of like the, you know, the young girl who's like idealistic and wants to see everyone's point of view. And if they were to have a meeting about building a business, Saturn's gonna go, look, Christine, I wanna, I want you to reward you with like your first allowance or whatever, but you got to heal the shadow or work on the shadow and the shadow of Libra is indecision and the shadow of Libra is also people pleasing. So Saturn's going to be like, I'm going to reward you when you're not people pleasing. And when you're, when you make up your mind, like don't go, Oh, but this, Oh, but that. And I don't know about this. And this would also be really good. Saturn's going to be like, we need to get down to business, pick a focus, go for it. And don't people please. And once that happens, don't be surprised if you begin to see rewards in the work that you do. And actually we have time. I, I want, I also love to end with Jupiter, to be honest with you. Jupiter is a planet of expansion and fortune. You have it in Virgo. Virgo is the server. Virgo is the healer. Jupiter is what brings you optimism and luck. And so I always want you to remember, um, I think between your Aquarius moon, your Aquarius and, and your Virgo Jupiter, like, I feel like you're, you, all of this, is you get to stand in your Leo North node in visibility, enjoy the luxury, but because doing that is of service to others. It's like a mirror to others of like, wow, I think Christine has this, so I can do that too. I don't have to pretend to be a sacrificial lamb because that's what we are taught. We get to enjoy and see the beauty in life. And so your visibility is, is the service and the cause. It supports the cause and it is of service. Mm -hmm. Comes just up because I'm just like, yes, 100%. <laughs> so what was your biggest takeaway from the reading? Um, that, that the, the visibility issue, that that's the, that's the um, consistent mountain I have to keep climbing is being comfortable with putting myself out there. Um, and, and, and how, and how it actually doesn't even have anything to do with me feeling like I can't do that. It's more like a, a like a shadow work issue, right? So you, you, you're talking about the shadow work, but it's like 
that's the shadow work that I need to take care of is the visibility part. Mm. Because, you know, that's the little girl feeling like, oh, I don't want to be seen. I don't, because then if I'm visible, then I'm vulnerable. Mm. I'd rather stay in the back. You know, don't bother me. I'm over there. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing all, the, all the hard work over there. Don't worry. I got it. But you don't have to know all about it. That's a huge thing. And also, um, you know, again, being comfortable with, being comfortable with my affinity for, for, for having a wealthy mindset. You know, you mentioned earlier, like, you want like the foodie, like bougie kind of things. I'm like low key annoyed when my husband wants to go into Marshalls. I'm like, Ugh, can we go to Banana Republic? But I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like snotty because like I grew up in like a ghetto neighborhood. You know what I mean? And because and, and it's not because I feel like it's ghetto and I'm not it's it, it's not good enough for me. But I do fit. I I do feel more myself when I'm like walking around a Nordstrom than like a Ross, you know. And my husband is like, "Let's get the three ninety nine clearance deal." I'm like, "Ah, I'll I'll pay full price." Thank you. <laughs> you get to enjoy that. You've yes. created enough. You've you've saved enough. You've created the abundance. Now you get to enjoy it. And yeah. and it's not about flaunting. It's about just enjoying what you have created. Yeah. It, there's a distinction between flaunting it and like enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of, um, you know, I think also just, I was telling my husband this yesterday because he was, he was asking me, why do you feel like women, like stay at home moms need to be risen up? You know, what is it about that population that you feel like they're suppressed in the first place? And I said, because when you are a stay at home mom, and you don't have regular connections and conversations with adults, and your primary responsibility is to take care of the little kids. Mm-hmm. And the only people that you really talk to are other stay-at-home moms. <laughs> you become a ghost mm-hmm. of yourself. And that's you know? that Leo North node. Yeah, you become You're a ghost. You're not in the background. Children first, husband next, take care of the house. Everything's, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. All right, cool. You know what I mean? So, so I, so that was a big aha moment for him because obviously if you're never, if you've never been a stay-at-home mom or you were never raised by stay-at-home mom, you don't know what that dynamic is like. But even someone as ambitious, educated, assertive, and gregarious as me, that stay-at-home life can make you feel unseen even more, even more so, you know? So, and maybe that's why I ended up that because that is my thing that I need to fix. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's all here in your chart. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's beautiful. This is wonderful. It's been so awesome to to share this with you. And I can't see, I can't wait to see you stand into the power of you being that luxurious Leah. Thank you.